Hi, Aaron here. So just wanted to give a quick heads up before we get started that this episode was actually recorded in er early April of 2022, but due to like a mixture of me being busy with work and too lazy to edit, it's taken about 10 months to release, which is why there are a few older references. So yeah, we recorded it. We basically recorded it right after last year's Academy Awards, but before one of the stars of uh, the movie Volcano passed away. So just heads up with that. Oh, there's also a bit of a spoiler for the movie Dr. Sleep, that Stephen King movie. So I guess watch out for that and fast forward if you're worried about spoilers for a four-year-old movie. Uh, Anyway, I think that's it. So thanks for listening, and I hope you jabronis enjoyed the episode. See you at the party, Richter! Welcome to See You at the Party, Richter. My name is Aaron Freskis, and with me, as always, are my amazing co-host, Joseph Castro. Hello, cutie pies. And Chris Chapman. How's it going? And uh, this episode, we are going to start stuff off with our pre-watch before we watch the movie. And we are going to be doing uh, the 2019 action-adventure sci-fi movie, which I think is part of a, like a franchise, but it's Terminator Dark Fate. That's not, that's oh. not supposed to be a question. It's Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> but before, before, we, before we mention or talk about this, I actually had to make a little announcement to make, which I'm actually pretty stoked about so uh when we're before we were before we were this isn't written down so this is what happens when it's not written down it's just stumbling <laughs> through it anyway okay before we we before we were going to record it and that's how that's all i was going to say like just trying to get that out right there before we were going to record i was like okay well i need a little bit of time because i was cooking and i was making chili uh-huh and great, erica great well, no, no, no. It's not done yet. It's going to oh, get okay. better. Right. Uh, and Erica doesn't like when I make chili because she doesn't like my chili. Like, anytime I've made it, it's always different <laughs> recipes because I'm trying to find one that she likes. So, Rachel Ray chili, she's like, no, fuck Rachel Ray chili. And then one, another <laughs> one was like Sam the Cooking Guy chili and just a bunch of different tr- times. And she's never really, she's like, yeah, it's fine. But then I'm always the one that ends up eating most of it, like the leftovers and whatnot. She refers ch- canned chili over the chili that I'm making, which... It's not, it's, the, it, the chili's good. But anyway, I got I don't one know. that. I'm, I'm out of this conversation. I don't really like chili, period. So. <sighs> Why? I just don't like, I, kids I don't like days. the consistency. It's gross. Like, because it, it like, tastes like there's, like, diarrhea in your mouth? Yeah, kind of. Well, that's why I like it. It's like really good tasting diarrhea. <laughs> um, anyway. It feels the I, same way going in as it does going out. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, man. <laughs> uh, but I think I made one that she likes mm-hmm. more than the canned chili, which I was like, all right. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she's probably lying to me, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's it. That's with that. But uh, so Terminator, Dark Fate. <laughs> wait, wait. Was that the point of the story? Yeah, that's that's That it. you were making chili? And I was making chili and then I got all one right. that, she, that she probably likes more than canned chili, which just <laughs> makes me sound like a horrible cook. Like, sweet. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was happy, and I, that's why I ran like right before we recorded or we started. I ran over. I'm like, wait, I gotta ask her something, and I came back, and that's what I was asking her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm right. Serious. Anyway, nice. so Terminator <laughs> Dark Fate. Uh, so Chris, mouth diarrhea seen... of movies. <laughs> have you? So I you assume. Seen... I no, I haven't seen it. Okay, so Chris, you but, haven't seen it. Yeah, that's that's what I, I just I have not heard any good things about it. Really, I heard really? a couple people kind of liked it, but for the most part, I heard bad things. 
I, I mean, I so. remember liking it from what I remember, but I was also drinking. So like, like, and I was talking to Erica, it was the same way. She's like, mm-hmm. I remember liking it, but I don't know. After, I guess after Genesis, I, well, again, I liked Genesis before this, we started this podcast. So <laughs> I, I don't know. But, and then Joe, how do you feel about this movie? <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> obviously I have Terminator 1 and 2, my two favorite movies. Uh, I was very disappointed when I watched Terminator 3, like everybody was, because it was in Terminator 1 or 2. But all the other Terminators that came out after that, the one I was most disappointed was was this one. Mm. Um, and mainly because shit on Genesis, all you want. Uh, <laughs> it tried something different. This one just went back to people are running from a Terminator. That's just what it is. It's it's like a just a fucking zombie movie. But like it's the same like Terminator one is basically I mean, it's sci fi, but it's basically a horror movie like. Yeah, basically a slasher movie. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, Terminator two just flipped it on its head. And it's just like, you know, I don't even need to talk about how great fucking Terminator two is because it's amazing. Um, same kind of concept. You know, Terminators after him, blah, blah, blah. But they got a little uh, side project of blowing up Cyberdyne. I thought, I thought you said boning up Cyberdyne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miles Dyson. <laughs> babe. Uh, this one is just like more slasher chase stuff. So I was like yeah. kind of really disappointed in it. Yeah, but uh, I watched it once and uh, we'll see what happens again when I watch it again. All right. But hopefully I just don't leave that uh, bad taste, much like Aaron's chili in my mouth, um, <laughs> according to Erica. Uh, and like, I actually try to like enjoy it and like think about it critically as opposed to like, eh, fuck this movie. Because I don't know why I'd have like a problem with this movie. Like James Cameron was involved. Um, it has absolutely nothing to do with like, you know, the chick power thing. <laughs> like uh, some yeah, people use that as a criticism. I remember that. Yeah. Remember there was that a bunch people of were bitching, yeah, s- yeah, stupid pieces of shit. Well, I, you yeah. know what I just realized? Sorry, again, off topic. Um, wiener pinching is apparently my podcast uh, default because I'm doing it, but I'm not the pee. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you need to stop doing that because that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry, I'm like sitting here, like just <laughs> pinching my wiener, closing, like opening, closed, open. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> sorry, like I got distracted, like listening to Joe for a second because I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Okay, anyway. Yeah. It's your <laughs> fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I hope we so leave anyway, um <laughs> For those that aren't aware, when Aaron really has to go pee, he pinches his wiener, um, but he also doesn't like, when we're recording this podcast, he doesn't always tell us, and then so yeah. sometimes we gotta interrupt, be like, hey, Aaron, is it wiener pinching time? He's like, yes, it is, and then he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> but apparently now, he's... uh He's been Pavlov dog. Yeah, yeah. Classically exactly. conditioned to uh, pinch his wiener whenever you record this podcast. But that also prevents it. So whenever he does have to pee, he's already like hand on cock ready. So. It's like twirling your hair, but it's like with yeah. your dick. <laughs> or like with your finger. Anyway, okay. Um, I, I remember liking this movie, yeah. And I forgot about the whole girl power thing that people were bitching about, which. How is this. Uh, the entire franchise has always been the, like I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like <laughs> yeah. the the first movie is like yes, it's got Kyle Reese there, but the whole point is that she's a badass by the end, or like not a badass, but like 
she's been irreparably changed by the events that happened to her. And then in the second one, she's a fucking like monster Yeah. <laughs> in the second movie. Uh, the third movie has the female Terminator. Yeah. And like, I don't know. After that, I stopped paying attention. But <laughs> the origins of the movie and the, and the two good ones have a lot of like female empowerment stuff. So people are fucking morons. Which is, I'm trying to think is like kind of like a James Cameron thing too, right? Cause yeah, yeah, he loves have, that shit. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, he loves that bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fucking, the Abyss, the main character in the Abyss is a lady. Is uh, is it not Ed Harris? No, he's is, not really the main character. She's the main character. Okay, I've never seen that movie, so. Oh, you haven't? Mm. Decent. Um That's a good uh, recommendation there. Eh, I fine. like it. I, I haven't seen it recent enough to be like, no, it's great. I I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, like else? Titanic, you got Titanic. Uh, Avatar. True Lies is yeah True, Avatar. Yeah. True Lies. It's all like a. There's always like a guy there, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of like uh this like strong woman sort of thing. aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely aliens. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're gonna listen to one podcast about female empowerment in film, it is <laughs> yep. three straight it's the, dudes. It's talking the Wiener Pension podcast. Yes. <laughs> Chili making uh, wiener pension podcast. There, baby. there was. Did you guys watch the uh, the movies that made us? Uh, I've no, seen some that? of them. I haven't seen the alien one's good because it's it pretty much sounds like everybody was afraid of James Cameron because he's you know a, a dick, <laughs> except for Sigourney Weaver, nice. and so she's pretty much the one that's like standing up to him the whole time, which is great. And I feel like that's how it is. I, th- I feel like I've read something or about uh, with Avatar too, to where she's not afraid of him. Who's just, oh Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. yeah, so she's not afraid of like standing up to him and whatnot for mm-hmm. when he's just being a dick. But yeah, anyway, um, so this movie the was the bad guy the the that the like the Asian T one thousand right or was that just like one part or, or, or again am I getting confused with that's Genesis right? No, he he's isn't he Hispanic in this one? I I I'm think this sure one he's, he's Hispanic of some sort. Yeah. Oh. See, I just—I'm uh, pretty sure the Asian T1000 was the new T1000 that they did in Terminator Genesis. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so who Hispanic is racist, by the way. It's is Latino. It? Yeah. Gabriel oh, Luna. Gabriel Luna. Why is Hispanic racist? Well, it <laughs> implies. Um, God, you should know this. Jeez, why am I bringing this up to you? Uh, you call me dumb because I'm a Mexican? You fucking racist! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Flip that shit on me real quick. Goddamn right I did. Uh, Set you up, motherfucker. <laughs> Hispanic implies like um, Spanish, like basically like the Inquisition. Mm, okay. So you're yeah. a result of that. But like people, you know, if like people from like Yucatan, like the Mayans and shit who oh, okay. never got the Spanish influence wouldn't be Hispanic. Can I call Javier Bardem Hispanic? I... I I don't. I don't know. You gotta ask him. Why ask me? I don't know because he's from Spain. I don't know. Okay, I don't think so. Yeah, I guess he's just Spanish. Huh? Spanish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, the trailer started playing automatically on IMDb, and I was like, "Oh, it's the Asian guy." But it wasn't the Asian guy. It was the Hispanic guy. I just don't know my races. So is it really <laughs> yeah, racist like... when you just like don't can't like distinguish between the two? Between all nine non-white people, yeah, a little racist. <laughs> yeah, even though you're non-white. <laughs> However, it would be not racist if you just couldn't tell but you were like oh it's it's an asian dude oh yeah it's an asian dude but no it's gabriel luna who yeah. is in stuff right uh, i've in, heard the name before uh, but no. Agents of terminator shield? dark fate oh that's what oh yeah he's a ghostwriter in agents of shield 
Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think he's the 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 bad Terminator. Yeah, he's yeah he's the yeah the scary Terminator. But uh, oh, this movie was also written by David Goyer, who uh, you know it's going to be good, <laughs> which is not a good sign. No, it is not. Uh, I don't remember what why, but I think right? we talked. What I said? Why? What else did he write? I, we talked about him his, in a different episode. I can't remember which one though. Or no, it was with his, uh, the Justice League one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So okay. his name is all over the Nolan Batman's, which is why people like like him. And he's got a he's got his name on a couple other decent movies too. But like, if you actually go through his credits, he's got way more misses than than hits. <laughs> and then it was directed by Tim Miller, who is the or the uh, the first Deadpool, only the first one. Yep. The second oh, okay. one was one of the dudes who directed John John Wick. Oh, okay. Did he direct anything else besides Deadpool? Tim and Miller. No, he comes from uh, video games. He used to do a lot of like video game cinematic uh, directing, and hmm. I think some commercials. Like you remember that um, Arkham Origins trailer, where it starts on Bruce Wayne as a child, and then it just kind of goes. It's just his face, and it just like goes through the years. Mm-mm. Until you eventually, yeah, it was a really good trailer, but that he did that, and I think he got really famous for that. He's good in like thirty second bursts. I mean, I like Deadpool. The first Deadpool's yeah, really the first good. Deadpool's good, and I haven't seen this movie, so I don't know. Okay, although although he obviously has not, <laughs> nothing has happened for him since this movie, so I don't know. Okay, I'm curious. I'm really curious if Chris is going to hate this one, like uh, or like this one better than uh, Genesis, just because. <laughs> And then uh, if Joe can turn his his uh, opinion around. <laughs> did you guys... Oh, last See? thing. Joe, did you watch this in the theater? No, I didn't. I, I meant to, so I think this is the only one that I haven't seen in theaters besides the original Terminator, because I was like a year old. Um, but yeah, I just never actually like got around to it. Um, I don't think I did. Erica says we did, but I don't think we did. But... <laughs> I'm like 99% oh. sure we didn't. But yes, okay, neither did I. Anyway. anyway. You wouldn't remember if you did. Yeah. Um, we also <laughs> probably won't have a guest on this one because when we do Terminator episodes, they go way too long because we start arguing about stupid shit, like <laughs> mythology What do you, you mean in extremely important shit? What yeah, are you talking yeah. about? That's, that's a good point. Yes. How dare you. Usually, at least I'm not writing it because I end up getting way off topic when I'm writing the term. Like the that Genesis one kept going off topic because they kept like... <laughs> writing like stuff that i'm like wait 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 wait, what's going on to where it had to split the episodes up but anyway i'll try to keep it straight we'll see no whatever that's, <laughs> I, I like doing that so that's fine with me and i'm sure joe doesn't have a problem with it so i give uh, a little peek behind the curtain here i give min- minimal effort towards this podcast <laughs> i don't do any of the writing i don't like edit you know i like update the website every two months um but for the Terminator ones, I will put in a lot of effort and have a lot to say. That's Sweet. Joe is writing and editing this episode. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, we're going to go watch or the movie or we're going to go into pre-production stuff. Who knows? We'll, we'll be, it's a mystery. Whatever you hear next is what you hear next. <laughs> and you'll like it, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reliable. I'm a very good listener, and I'm extremely funny. And we're back. Uh, we, we didn't really watch the movie, but we will. We promise. Um, anyway, now it's time for us to move on to the uh, the production and all the promotional stuff. So, Aaron, why don't you tell us about some of the uh, promotional stuff? 
Thanks. That wasn't awkward at all. No, that's uh, okay. fine. <laughs> Thank you, Bonerface. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Like I told Chris earlier, like the fact that I could change your guys' names just makes paying for Zoom worth it. Oh, is that why his <laughs> name on Zoom is Bonerface? Yeah. Okay. No, that is my preferred name. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay so the movie was directed by tim miller who we already mentioned directed the first deadpool movie and that uh, which was his directorial debut debut so i think it's probably a pretty big deal as far as a second movie for him like you get reigns of the terminator franchise yeah which is awesome um and it was written by pretty much an army of people <laughs> with a uh, story credit going to josh friedman who wrote the screenplay for war of the worlds i'm assuming the original not the spielberg one like you know but uh <laughs> He was also one of the creators of the Sarah, Chronic- Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I haven't seen yet, which I think, Joe, you said you watched? Yeah, it's pretty good. Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, Why you got to put me on the spot? Oh, I'm just curious. No, uh, I haven't, right? <laughs> like, it was good, but... Not that good. Not enough where I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to keep watching this. I, think it, I know, I'm a Terminator fan, but... I think it was also released sorry. at a time when, like... All, all I was doing was, I mean, not that I, all I was going to say, all I was doing was drinking and smoking weed. I, not that that much has changed. I just don't smoke weed anymore. But like, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it's when I was trying to, I don't know. No, I know. And watching it when it was on is one thing, but I watched it within the past few years and just never got finished. through. Yeah. Like it was, it was fine, but it wasn't like, like enough to pulling my interest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Also, so okay, sorry. So, also with the story credit is uh, his name's Charles Egley or Egley, E G L E, who's written a lot of t- stuff for TV, including a couple episodes of Dexter's best seasons, which I would say were three or four, definitely four. And some of the is episodes- that when he has the laboratory? Yes, <laughs> or is that-, that that's when that's when he finishes the laboratory. <laughs> oh, okay. and but then his sister won't stop bugging him. Oh, fuck yeah, Dee Dee, I think. Yeah, yeah it's Dee Dee. Yep. Uh, some episodes of The Shield, The Walking Dead, and then one of his credits actually popped out to me. He actually got to start writing the screenplay for Piranha 2, The Spawning. <laughs> which, is that a click with anybody? Like, why it's worth noting? No? I'm guessing, I'm guessing Linda Hamilton was in that movie? No, that's oh. James Cameron's directorial debut. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> Before, I'm pretty sure he was fired. <laughs> and I looked it up, and yes, he, he, was fi- he was fired on the fifth day of shooting for that movie. Wow. And the story is is pretty great because I read a little bit of the trivia from IMDb, so I wanted to read it real quick because it was interesting. Although this is the first official directing credit for James Cameron, most of the work was actually performed by Ovidio G. Asinitis. Asinitis. His last name is Asinitis, like ass O N itis. Like he's got like like he's oh someone's got Asinitis. <laughs> I get that quite often, yeah. <laughs> Which that guy so Asinitis was the uh, film's producer and it says prolific filmmaker. I've never heard of him, though. Anyway, uh, Asinitis had made a deal with a small label at Warner Brothers for a budget of 500000 to produce the movie, provided that an American was credited as director, which... Okay. What? I, okay. Weird. Anyway, yeah. So after considering Miller Drake as a director, but finding him unsuitable, I don't know who that is, but he gave the job to James Cameron after being impressed with his uh, special effects on Galaxy of Terror. Because he was the special effects guy on that. But what uh, he really wanted was a first-timer who he, who he could easily sidestep in order to take over, basically. <laughs> Something he had already done on a different movie. Um, and he picked and the according- wrong guy for that. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> so according to Dreaming Aloud, which was a biography, of uh, James Cameron biography, um, 
Cameron worked on the film's special effects, rewrote the script, created storyboards, did location scouting, and actually filmed for four days. However, Asinitis was calling the shots. <laughs> Those Asinitis shots. Uh, so continuously questioning Cameron's uh, decisions, and he did not allow him to watch his own footage, and then fi- finally fired him on the fifth day. Reportedly, because Cameron's footage wouldn't cut together. So later, Cameron was able to convince Asinitis. <laughs> Sorry. This would, that'd be a long movie to do. We keep saying his name. <laughs> to show him a rough cut of his footage, and Asinitis had... Uh, pretty much manipulated the situation to rewrite half the movie, and he added nudity that wasn't originally in the script, which I'm starting to like Asinitis. <laughs> you think it was ass or tits that he added? I don't call him titsinitis. <laughs> <laughs> so James Cameron broke into the editing room every night for weeks and cut his own version of the movie. And uh, unfortunately, Asinitis found out and he recut it again. And then the most widely distributed version is the of the film is available is the Asinitis cut. <laughs> <laughs> Although Cameron was later allowed to create a director's cut that saw a limited release. So the, the way shit started off with him was, yeah. But I think right after that, uh, that was the one right before Terminator. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. But So pretty much everyone else is credited. I probably should have read that like completely. So I didn't keep laughing throughout the whole thing. But uh, pretty much everyone else credited is credited with both a story and a screenplay credit, except for one guy, uh, Billy Ray, whose name I just figured, like, it's impossible not to say, like, Billy Ray in, like, an, a southern accent. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, Billy Ray uh, has, a, has a screenplay credit on this, and he actually has a pretty good track list as far as movies. So, okay, so he's done Gemini Man with Will Slap Happy Smith, and he did Captain Phillips with Tom, I like, Ping and Movies Hanks. Which I was trying to think of, like, uh, look at me, look at me, I'm the director now, or something like that. He does like peeing in movies, yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> By the way, this this joke, I tried on Erica, and it bombed completely, but what does she know? <laughs> anyway, so, okay, real quick, this is a quick sidetrack. You guys saw, saw get like that slap, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, did you guys know the same thing happened to Chris Rock a few years back when he hosted the Grammys? No. Yeah, he started making fun of Jethro Tull, but get, got slapped by the flute player when he made a bad joke about the flute. Everyone thought it was a bit until the flute player got back to his seat and starts yelling like, Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth! Keep <laughs> my so wife's name out your fucking mouth! <laughs> Damn it. So that is stupid. so dumb. <laughs> Podcast over. Uh, is... It worked! Uh, Erica, the joke worked! <laughs> I wouldn't call that worked, but... Come on, I... that was good. It was that, that, uh, that took like I the whole reason that it came close when we were gonna record the other day is because it spent probably forty five minutes on that stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh and she just texted me an eye roll. But uh yeah. The original was keep my five frame at at your mouth because Chris Rock was using the flute and he's like, Keep my and he, he got mad that, that Chris Rock was using his flute and he's like, Keep my five frame out your fucking mouth. I don't know. I don't know which was way was better to go about it. But anyway, moving on. So uh, I, I can also imagine like the flute player like playing the flute as he's like does a little flute jig on the way back to his seat, you know, like frolicking like the Pied Piper. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny to me too. I don't even know what he looks like. And I was trying to is there is there a more famous like flute player or band that has a flute player in it? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Because I couldn't think of anything. Anyway, so uh, Billy Ray also wrote Volcano. Oh, Volcano. Vol- Volcano with. <laughs> that's how I pronounce Volcano. Volcano. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy Ray also, he wrote Volcano with Tom Lee Jones, which I like that movie. Okay, so it's- that was. 
So Volcano and Dante's Peak came around the same time, and Dante's Peak yeah. had Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But um, Volcano didn't? Am I getting that right? No, that's Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Anne Heche. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to her? That was, that was the one that was in uh, the volcanoes in L.A. Mm. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> and Don- I like it's it's really stupid, but I like that movie. <laughs> Is that the one where the guy just slowly gets uh, burned up by a lot? Like, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I just feel like there's one scene. So he's, I think he's, the guy you're thinking of is trying to save people, and they're on a subway train. Yeah, yeah, it's in the subway. And like he's. Yeah, yeah, like so. So he's like they're they're like uh, moving people off the subway that passed out because of the gas or whatever, uh-huh. and they're moving them off, and the the lava's slowly Just moving slowly. forward. <laughs> yeah, and so he's got a like it it uh it covers the subway, and there's like a big gap that he's got to like jump. Uh-huh. And, and the people, like all the people, are like just, just no, leave the guy, leave the guy. It's like no, and so he jumps in the lava himself, and then throws the guy towards them, <laughs> and then he just melts. So it's, it's 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 a good movie. Uh. Plus, you got Tommy Lee Jones, who's just great mm-hmm. and takes everything so seriously. That, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so this guy also did that Richard Jewell movie, which is about the guy who was accused of the the Olympic bombing in '96. That was supposed to be really good. He wrote but, it. Uh, this the Billy Billy Ray. Billy he Ray? wrote that movie too. Yeah, he has a lot of credits. Where I was like, huh. holy shit, this guy wrote a lot of movies. But uh, so yeah. A- anyway, everyone else has both a story and screenplay credit. First off, Justin Rhodes who doesn't really have much as far as credits. A movie called Grassroots and a movie called Contract Killers. Huh. Next, we have David S. Goyer, <laughs> who was so accurately called a nostalgia profiteer by a critic that I like for <laughs> I. A review that I read by a critic for this movie. I was like, that is the great description of him. That is a pretty good one. So, okay. So critics definitely don't like this dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, because I'm sure like 99% of, of uh, like 99% sure that another review mentioned him as like when they were writing about it, they mentioned his name and then put Ugh. in parentheses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, just, that's like, also not good writing, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like uh, it was like, damn, yeah, that is some rough. Pot calling the kettle black there. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a ton of credits. He's uh he's got a Call of Duty game, he's got Batman vs. Superman, Man of Steel, all three uh Nolan Batman movies, mm-hmm. the Ghost Rider sequel, Blade Trinity, which is supposed to be the worst one, but I liked it. But the thinking about it, it probably is the worst one out of it's those definitely three. Definitely the worst one. Again, I enjoy it just fine, but it's definitely the worst one. Yeah, just because it's the which, worst one doesn't mean you don't enjoy it. Like I am mm-hmm. the worst one out of the three of us, but I think some people enjoy me, right? <laughs> like we've seen some. There's some. My mom's listening. She well, no, she really likes Chris. Uh, she, she she likes Chris. Yeah. <laughs> what about Laura? Uh, she. Lives I, with I you? would yeah. She put. Um... Okay, so just because just because you're the worst one doesn't mean people don't enjoy you. Maybe they like the other ones better. I, I like but... how you just brought the bar down for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, People can still like me. I think my mom liked. I mean, she's probably not, probably not her favorite son, but that doesn't mean she doesn't <laughs> like me. All right, so there. That's true. Mm-hmm. I got a point there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> suck it, everybody. <laughs> have the three of you seen? Blade? You've seen, Joe. Have you seen all the blades? Yeah, but it's been like twenty years. So okay, I because I, I'm trying to think of which one I like the best, and probably the second one, the which second I think one? is Guillermo. Yeah, it's Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro. He he also wrote the first one too. 
David oh, Goyer. I was going to say, I think I like the first one the best still. Okay, yeah. He also wrote that that one too. So if, if you don't like him, just switch over to the second one. <laughs> but then he did Dark City, which is basically The Matrix a year before The Matrix came out. And that's a good movie. That is a good movie. Um, so while writing the list of credits out, I realized that he basically just takes over other people's IP, the intellectual property, and then makes a worse version of it. <laughs> so, oh, so for most of them. Like, yeah, so he's not a hacker. He's not like taking over their internet protocol address. That sort of IP? <laughs> oh yeah, no. I, I had I had to make sure because I was like, I know there's a word like the it's called IP. And then I was like, wait, I need to figure out what this stands for because I'm just gonna say IP. And then I'm sure Chris knows what it means, but then I'm gonna sit there and have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and I would say Dark Knight is probably the exception, but he only has a story credit on that one, which is funny because I'm isn't the story pretty much adapted from one of the Batman like graphic novels? Yeah, it's basically Long Halloween plus like a Joker story. Like it's it's almost entirely Long Halloween. For Dark uh, the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight, yeah, okay, yeah, because then the third the third one is uh, the Bane, whole yeah, Bane it's Nightfall, thing, but yeah, 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 okay. So then the last story, uh, so be so, and I'm assuming both uh, those were mostly the Nolans that made them. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jonathan Nolan also has a, yeah. a co-writing credit on those, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure the Nolans wrote most of it, and he. It's a Batman nerd, probably. <laughs> like fucking. He just <laughs> walked in. He's like, "Hey, you should guys should, should adopt these two uh, things." He's like, "All right, no problem, mate." And then they did. <laughs> okay, well, and that's his contribution. First of all, yeah, he Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he bought them from the store. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Nolan. He's the one they sent to the comic book <laughs> store to pick up the comics. <laughs> the comics. Christopher Nolan has a British accent, but Jonathan Nolan doesn't. Really? Yeah. It's That's Jonathan funny. Nolan has an American accent because they, you know, obviously they're brothers. Um, they might not be. I don't fucking know. But they <laughs> moved at some point in their youth to like America. So Jonathan Nolan is. <laughs> and Christopher was like, I'm going to keep being pretentious. I am. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you think I should just. Yeah, that's not actually how he talks. He's got like a Brooklyn <laughs> accent. Yeah. Like when someone, someone like he's like walking along the street, like minding his own business, acting like you know all British and stuff, and then like a Carmel says to me, he's like, "Hey, I'm walking here, come on!" <laughs> They're like, "Whoa, what happened?" He's like, "Oh, righto," and then he adjusts his tie that it's not. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> oh no, I was quoting the movie. I was. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I just I do a splendid like American accent. <laughs> what the? Did something just print? What the hell was that noise? <laughs> Uh, that was the, I, I touched the cord. Apparently Erica's cord is just, I need a good cord apparently. Sorry. So, okay, let's move on. So, uh, <laughs> so then the last, um, the last screenplay slash story credit is for some no-name dude named Jim Cameron. <laughs> He's written Piranha 2, First Blood Part 2, and then the music video for the song Reach by Bill Paxton's band Martini Ranch. <laughs> yeah. And I think he may have written a few more things, but I didn't bother looking that shit up. Martini Ranch. Wow. Yeah, that's it. That's like a Jimmy Buffett tribute band. Is it English? I, it sounds like it. <laughs> like, eh, what about like you know uh, Margaritaville? Like, no uh, Martini Ranch. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I w- yesterday. I went over to a friend's house. He lives in the hills uh, above Lake San Marcos. Well, that's yeah. a lie. There was what. That she have a friend. That was the. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's a good burn. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a concert going on like down at the lake, and you can kind of hear it from his house. And we looked up the band who was playing. The band playing was named Yachtly Crew. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's that's a good name. <laughs> oh, oh. 
By the way, they don't play Motley Crue. They play all soft rock. <laughs> oh, yeah, yacht, yacht rock is a thing. That's like Th- a That's genre. true, but don't <laughs> name your fucking band Yachtly Crew if you're not going to do yacht rock versions of Motley Crue Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. And they were all uh, like, what's the fucking word? They were all like uh, naval themed names. Not naval, but like. Oh, uh, the, like wait, the, the songs? No, no, no! All the members of the band—they all had stage oh, names that gotcha, were like nautical gotcha. themed. That's what I was looking for. Gotcha. Nautical themed. Yeah. So the singer was Philly Ocean. <laughs> wait, were the they drummer, players on? They're players on different, different. They, old, they're or, all players on different or famous people or yeah. musicians. Not all of them were musicians. So the uh, the drummer was Sailor Hawkins. Wow, that's yeah. Which sad. Uh, th- there was a little R.I.P. on the web page for that. <laughs> or you could just change uh, your name. <laughs> you could, but they didn't. Um, okay. The uh, guitarist was named uh, Baba Bowie, but like B-U-O-Y, like, like a Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that All like right. a racist thing? I don't fucking know. I feel like that's like a racist thing just because Howard Stern was a, well, I'm sure he is still a little bit of a dick, but like a dick towards <laughs> the, that guy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> their keyboardist was named Polly Shores. And they're. No, that's, come on. Yeah, I would tell I them, know. It's like, it's I not even. Tell, you you got to try harder. No. Yeah, pick, pick another one. And then their saxophonist was named something else Shores. Like, I don't even know if it was named after a famous person or if he just was like, yeah, my last name's Shores, too. See, this band should have, like, covered the song Dr. Feelgood, but be about, like, you know, their, like, general practitioner, you know? <laughs> like, oh, like, my knee is swollen or, like, I got some osteoporosis or something, you know? And he's the one they do- call Dr. Feelgood, but he just gives them, like, prescription medicine. He just like helps them along, <laughs> you know. Just, <laughs> it's an actual. Doctor. He just the ga- gives them a name of a good physical therapist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's not like a drug dealer or anything. Like as in the regular song, he's just a regular ass doctor. It's like I'm getting. I got like tennis elbow. You know. He's like, oh here, like get this little armband here, and I'm all fucking doctor feel good over here. Like that's what you should be doing for Yachtly Crew if you're doing a rock, a yacht rock cover band of Montley Crew. Right? That's how you do it. So uh, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> Yatley Crew, I'll fucking teach you a thing or two. So, okay. I'm going to go anyway, back real fast. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I found was interesting was he actually did write First Blood Part 2. Damn. Which, yeah, which uh, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Because I was trying to find stuff that he, he wrote that I was like. <laughs> okay, okay yeah. sorry. Another, another sidetrack. Um, worst <laughs> naming conventions in movie history. Uh, you have... You have Fast and Furious, and then you have Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, it should be the faster and the furiouser. <laughs> and then you go out with a third one after Too Fast, Too Furious. You should have Three Fast, Three Furious, but they didn't do that. Nope. Um, and then you have First Blood Part 2. Why isn't it just called Second Blood? Truly. That's I true. mean, I, I get it. Like, they drew First Blood, but, like, First Blood Part 2 is stupid. Like, yeah. Second Blood. Boom, it's right <laughs> fucking there. So... Cameron is also one of the executive producers of the movie, which made for some pretty interesting stories with him and Tim Miller. Hmm. But we'll get into that stuff after, like, for the trivia, because there's a <laughs> there's some good stuff with that. Was like, <laughs> basically, James Cameron being James Cameron. Um, so, according to IMDb, Terminator Dark Fate had a budget of 185 million, but then you got Wikipedia Wikipedia claiming that it went as high as 196. By the way, do we? I think we did, but I drank too much. Did we figure out if mar- marketing doesn't factor into the budget, right? No, they they never reveal the marketing budget, basically. Okay. 
It was supposed to have its Hollywood premiere on October 28th, 2019, but it was canceled because of the fires at the time, which I think were those Malibu fires, mm. probably. But uh, so it was released nationwide on November 1st, 2019 and opened number one at the box office with $29 million but was apparently a disappointment and considered a bad opening because it was projected to do about 40 to 47 million. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, what at least 11, 11 to 13, 14 million short. It then fell into fifth place the following week with the four, with the top four, uh, being new releases. So you had, uh, the midway, which I think was a world war two movie, mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep. That's a good movie. That is playing, a good movie. Play, I was going to ask you guys about that in a second, but playing with fire, which was, I looked at, oh, it's a John Cena movie, I think, about mm-hmm. him being Oh, a, the fire, the kids' fire Yeah, yes. Movies, right? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, this, it, this is like, the order, by the way. So number one was Midway. Number two is Dr. Sleep. Number three was uh, Playing with Fire. And then you had Last Christmas is num- at number four, which was an Amelia Clark movie. Oh, that's the one where, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember uh, that. By the way, how was Dr. Sleep? You said Joe said it was good? Yes. So it is... Okay, so the book Doctor Sleep is the sequel to the book The Shining, and the movie Doctor Sleep is the sequel to the movie The Shining. Um, but <laughs> great if you would have made it a sequel to a different one and for the movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's yes. a sequel to Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Stephen King's been sober for thirty years. But he tips, <laughs> dips back in the cocaine for just, Maximum just, Overdrive, <laughs> Overdrive Two. Doctor Sleep. Be like him doing what extra is just him going to the store, <laughs> buying some fruit, <laughs> going get a coffee, yeah. following him around for a day. Anyway, he sleeps a lot, ten hours a day. That's why they call him Doctor Sleep. No, um, so the guy who directed Tim Flanagan is uh, him and Frank Darabont. I think do the by far the best job of adapting Stephen King. What did stuff? the Tim guy do besides that? Uh, wait, what? Who, what did Flanagan uh, make besides Flanagan. Dr. Sleep? Or, um, sorry, yeah, it's it's Mike Flanagan, not Tim. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, that, um, well, Frank Darabont <laughs> did. Um, Come on. Shake and Green Mile. Fill, fuck up. Fill it in. Fill it in while you look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he did Gerald's Game. Um, I, how was that? What the fuck is Gerald's Game? It's It was on Netflix. Yeah, oh, it, was, okay. it was a Netflix movie. It's a. I mean, I, I I honestly have no idea why anybody would decide to make a movie about this because it's literally uh, mild spoilers for the first like 10, 15 percent of the movie. It's a woman and her husband, Gerald. They go to a cabin to do like some weird kinky sex stuff. And <laughs> he like handcuffs her to the bedpost and then he dies. And the rest of the fucking book is just her in her head the entire time. So somehow so, we can do like a spoiler thing. Do you care? Because I kind of want to hear the end of this, but I didn't because I know what the the movie's about. She thinks there's someone in the room. Uh, right? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what happens. In the book. I haven't actually seen the movie, to tell you the truth. But um, <clears throat> did you read the book? Yes. <laughs> so what happens? I'm okay with cutting it out. If, I don't. If you don't I honestly don't. Fuck. Oh, you don't remember if there's actually someone in the room or if it's actually in her I, head. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah, but did anyway. she come? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, I I, I just came. That so anyway, go go ahead. <laughs> but what else did he do? Uh, well, Doctor Sleep, I guess. Okay, but, so um, that that was good though. Yes, yeah, yeah. that was a like he. Mm. Okay, so I think the best adaptation of I guess the best film slash TV thing that captures the greatness of Stephen King, like the universe, is Stranger Things which is not a Stephen King mm. thing, 
But those guys originally wanted to make it. They didn't get the rights, so they made Stranger Things. But like Stranger Things is like what fucking great Stephen King is, like in film or TV form. Um, so I think probably the best actual adaptation of Stephen King stuff is uh, Shawshank Redemption. But Doctor Sleep has that same sort of feel that Stranger Things does, and it does a fucking great job of like. The Stephen King mythos and everything and adapting the book. Uh, they do a great job of adapting the book to that and kind of tying it all together. And it makes you feel like you're actually like in the story. Like so much, so, like so much of this shit is just like, oh, like horror stuff. Let's just make a fucking horror movie or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dr. Sleep just does a fucking excellent job of encapsulating that Stephen King feel so um yeah good job Mike does, does that one take place at the hotel or no anything? so it's it's basically it's danny torrance the kid uh but as an adult you mcgregor yeah um so okay so the book of the shining is is what it's a metaphor for alcoholism and like addiction like all the demons and the haunting and shit like in the yeah. book is like the inner demons and all that, like he's ruining and killing his family because of his alcoholism, blah, blah, blah. The movie takes a lot of liberties with that and just makes it like scary or whatever. Uh, but Danny is struggling with the same alcoholism and being a piece of shit, like as an adult. And it's him kind of getting over that, but also then having a, uh, like shining in a link with a kid. And then there's these spiritual bad people who like to kill people who have this shining and, suck their the steam (laughs) from them (laughs) um when you say when you say that he was getting over it are you talking about getting over it like he cured his alcoholism or he get getting over it like he came to peace with his alcoholism and has now just like a super alcoholic (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's just like like, fuck it (laughs) exactly he's like i'm totally okay with my drinking (laughs) i don't have a problem you have a problem (laughs) you only call it a problem if you're dying uh no he um as i'm yeah he (laughs) <laughs> uh, as they say in the addiction world, like he hits rock bottom and then he gets sober, but then okay. like the shining portion comes back, but he has to help somebody else. So are for... they, I should probably just read. Okay, we we this, just watch the, some, the movie. Like mo- it's a really good movie. You should just. So watch most the of this movie. is probably yeah. going to get cut just because I'm. It's mostly me asking questions. And is is it even a horror? There are some disturbing, scary parts, but I would say this is. This is one of the Stephen King movies that I have the easiest time watching because it's not really that scary. Did you? But I, I also didn't find The Shining scary at all, except for that one scene that I wasn't like because I'd never seen it before with the with the, the gross lady, and that's only because like she turned gross after being like naked and and hot. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> ah! I would say it's it's not as creepy as The Shining. Yeah, but it, I also it's got not, hammered when I watched The Shining because I would thought it was going to be scary. It's yeah. it's not a scary movie. It's more of a supernatural movie. Um, yeah, okay. Again, there are a couple parts that I found, you know, a little disturbing. But aside from that, it's yeah, yeah, okay. But it's just okay. it it encapsulate encapsulated the feel of the book, which is so rarely done with his work. Even like stuff that he works on, like the recent The Stand miniseries, like didn't Bad. have that. Um, it he was in it chapter two, and it didn't have that because there's like oh fucking scary stuff. It's like, no, yeah. there's a whole metaphysical fucking thing going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dr. Sleep is is a great film. 
So okay. I highly suggest it. I heard one person describe it. It's almost like a, a superhero movie taking place in the Stephen King universe, which it kind of is. Yeah. That's a, that's a great Sweet. way to put it. Does he bust out a lightsaber or something? <laughs> no. Okay. Jedi okay. are not superheroes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Terminator went on to gross an estimated $185 million domestically and then had a worldwide gross of $261 million. So, early estimates said that it needed to make at least $450 million worldwide just to break even. Yeah. So, yikes. <laughs> uh, so, the movie was actually the second biggest bomb of 2019. And I would I would say let's go. Oh, I was gonna say you want to guess, but it's I don't even remember what came out then. So it's it's a, a superhero movie. Biggest bomb of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um. It's a Marvel movie. Oh, it's a Marvel movie, but it's not like um, it's not like an actual Marvel movie. Um, it's like a it's like a Sony or Fox sort of Marvel movie like that. Oh, did X Men? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was X Men. No, it was Dirk Phoenix. Okay. I was gonna say New Mutants, but then I was like, No, that no, didn't New, come out. Yeah. New Mutants they, they, came out they like, during that. the pandemic. Yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, that movie, which I, makes sense because that movie sucked. It was so, god awful. I haven't seen it, but it's I've, I've heard. Yeah, but uh, it's like the guy. What was it? The director to is like a second shot at doing the same story, but then he did a yeah. bad job with it the second time too. Well, no, it was Brian Singer, right? Brian Singer. He wrote the first. He wrote T. Uh, sorry, T. He wrote uh, X Men. Like he uh, wrote X Three, but. But, but then, then he directed Ratner. Yeah, yeah. But then Ratner he di- directed X3, right? Yeah, but then he directed uh Dark Phoenix. Yes. So, I'm not sure if yeah, he, he still wrote... did a bad job, but he did yeah. a bad job with Apocalypse too. I was fucking <laughs> I was expecting well, it to be bad. Uh so, okay, so it which it kind of sucks that the kind of sucks that Terminator bomb though because I'm pretty sure the fan, the franchise is kind of dead in the water as far as new movies now. You think so? But yeah. I don't think they're going to let uh, I don't know. I don't think they're going to let it die until uh, until Arnold is no longer willing to make him. True. But they also, I think they're doing a, a, a Netflix series or something like that was a lasting announcement. Yeah, and I think a lot of this movie struggled from the fact that all the other movies existed between T2, T2 and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this it's like. It's been a good third movie. Yeah. It's but a, yeah. fatigue. So, uh, anyhow, so let's ch- let's uh, move on, check out some promo material. And like okay. I said before, uh, there's a lot of it. So we're not going to cover. <laughs> everything because there is so much of it so we're going to cover cover some stuff and then i'm going to end up leaving the rest of the stuff for when we inevitably do another one of his movies that doesn't really have any promo stuff for it which i think we have at least a few more of those cool but uh so let's start off with uh McKen- let me do this so anyway this uh so yeah let's start off with mackenzie davis who plays grace in the movie uh this is her on kimmel but but uh yeah we're gonna jump around a little bit uh first we're gonna start with her talking about arnold the arnold movie she watched when she was younger and then, like, a uh, funny story she has about funny sh- story she has about Arnold. And then we'll check on one more after that. We were just talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is your co-star in yes. this movie. Had you, would you watch these Terminator movies, like, as a younger, as a kid? I mean, they would be old even when you're a kid. But was I that something on your... I wasn't exposed to them by my parents, but um, I was more of a sort of junior fan. I see. More of a twins gal. Oh, oh, Junior the movie. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, he carries a child. To yeah, turn. Junior. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. my nipples are tender. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew him from like these comedies, not really the the action movies that most people know him from. That's true, yeah. And when you met Arnold, didn't he do anything weird? Because it seems like that's the thing. Like, was he squatting or anything like that? He wasn't squatting. No, he's really lovely. He was like really, really warm and encouraging and... 
he um, he quotes himself a lot, which I thought is just like the most endearing quality, like really like giving his, his, people what they like want. Like catchphrases? Yeah, yeah. Like what did he say? Well, he kept, well, I, so again, I'm more familiar with Junior, so I missed a lot of the references, but I would, <laughs> he would be talking about something and I was like, there is no chopper. Why is everybody talking about getting to the chopper? <laughs> Which I still am not sure where that's from, but I understand from context clues that uh, it is. Yeah, really? <laughs> it is a quote. <laughs> he would yell that just randomly throughout yeah. the day. Well, not throughout the day, but like at the end of a scene to celebrate. I see, just to get everybody <laughs> fired up. That's wow. Right. Yeah, that's fun when, it is fun when some of these people who you would think might possibly be tired of saying this stuff. In yeah. fact, there are a lot of celebrities who become known for like saying something, and then and then they won't say it at all. Yeah, he'll never stop saying it. He I think does it's not. So generous. He's constant. He says it really at the end of every sentence. Yeah. <laughs> you, by the way, at the beginning of this movie. So yeah. So then, uh, by the way, it seriously trips me out how much he looks like Robin Wright. Like, oh yeah. A lot. Uh, yeah, she does. Shit. But uh, anyhow, uh, so like yeah. This, Robin Wright's buff sister, um, throbbing right. <laughs> She's throbbing after those workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That, that's, that's, that, okay, that wasn't that for uh, off the top, top of the, of the dome. Of the yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, we're going to be here for a second. But yeah, you got that right away. <laughs> so, anyway, so this is a little later in the interview, and it's her telling uh, Jimmy a funny story that happened while she was on the set of the movie. Was that 449? I'll start right there. You brought something. You did a little bit of artwork as well. Now, yeah. before I show this, uh, because I'm interested in it, yeah. uh, explain what ex- what we're going to see here. Well, I um, on the very first day of filming, I was on set and it was this big outdoor crowd scene that was supposed to look like Mexico City in Madrid. And I didn't really have anything to do. I was just sort of in the background that day. And I was looking through the crowd and I saw this enormous man in this sort of tan oversized suit and then next to him this very small round man in this oversized tan suit and I thought that for me or for everybody the costume designers and the um the sort of background performer organizers had this twins easter egg in the movie that um (laughs) which if you're not familiar is an Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito movie with the tall and a short. Everyone knows. Yeah. They all know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this was no, because people yeah. are puzzled now yeah. at this. So there are these two people. There are these two people. I again did not have a lot to do that day, mm-hmm. and so I spent most of the day trying to get a picture of them. But they were also really elusive, like they knew their power and were leading me on a little Easter egg hunt. Um, so I never got a picture of them, but I told your producer yesterday the story and she emailed me this morning to ask if I had a picture and I said no let me sketch one up quickly and this was my second try (laughs) so this is the second try you say (laughs) yeah what did the first try look like (laughs) okay so that's Arnold Uh uh-huh it's so just so you know, uh, there's a child's yeah. drawing. Yeah, it of, looks like a little of a kid. tall man and a short man with yeah, um, the same outfit, <laughs> with what appear to be the roofs of. <laughs> I don't know. They got like little unrolled condoms on the top of their head. <laughs> yes, that's exactly baby bottle nipples. Yeah. Uh, if if we posted stuff on social media, we I'd post a picture of this, but you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, that's then, the guy. And then that's Danny DeVito. Uh. <laughs> but they were running, and so he doesn't have any shoes because they were in a rush. He doesn't even have any feet, never mind yeah. shoes. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you would make a wonderful police sketch artist. And they'd, they'd never catch anybody. It's about essence. <laughs> yeah, you did capture something yeah. really special here. Well, thank you for bringing this. Uh, You're so welcome. Do you mind if I keep this from my home? Yeah, you can have it. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's great it's, to have you. So uh, I figured out after uh, watching this that a lot of these clips come from Kimmel because I honestly didn't bother looking up any Fallon Tonight Show clips because... I think I made it pretty clear how I feel about the new Tonight Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I only do it if I can't find anything else or if it's good enough. Uh, but uh, Well, another quick side note. Um, the only other thing I've seen Mackenzie Davison is a recent holiday movie called Happiest Season with her <laughs> and Kristen Stewart. And that movie is delightful. So, <laughs> okay, Wait, Kristen Stewart is the Twilight Girl, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, okay. Her okay. and... Mild spoilers. Heard Mackenzie Davis are dating, but somebody doesn't want to tell their family that they're dating because oh yeah, two that chicks. Was, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, <laughs> I I remember when that movie came out. Yeah, it, it's delightful. You should watch it. Cool. All right. I I don't I I I don't watch those movies unless Erica yeah. says says like hey, let's watch this. Yeah, movie. I mean I watched it with it's no like holiday classic like Jing all the way, but it's yeah. I'm also picky with with romantic comedies because a lot of them suck. Yeah, the ones that are good are really good, but yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so uh, so yeah, like I well, my side note is just uh, nowhere near where Joseph went, but I know I bitch a lot about late night shows when we watched uh, some Letterman clips during the Red Heat, the last episode, and I was listening to Conan's podcast. Uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Check it out. You know, it's funny. I'm sure they can use plugs. So here's the plug for that. But yes, they owe us. See you at the Potty Richter Boost. To yeah, that, exactly. that podcast. <laughs> they owe us a plug now. So yeah, we're yeah, waiting true. on that, Conan. But uh, <laughs> one of his guests mentioned mentioned something about the current iteration of the Tonight Show with Fallon, and Conan kind of made a little dig at him. Just something, just like a real quick, like, "Oh, look at me, I'm Jimmy Fallon." Sorry, look at me, I'm Jimmy Fallon. We like to play games on my show, and it was like, uh, <laughs> but it also like for some reason that comment and me watching newer clips from the 2019, all these ones of late night appearances made me realize that it's completely different now than what it used to be. Like there uh, aren't really any hosts that do it the old school way, except for Jimmy Kimmel. I would say I, again, I might be completely off base because I don't actually watch a ton of this. Like I've never really seen too much of Colbert or Seth Meyers, but I'm pretty sure they're more politically driven with their stuff. Yes. Yeah. Which is fine, but it's di- completely different than uh, like a formula than the tra- traditional late night show. And it seems like the exception, like I said, is Jimmy Kimmel uh, that has the like, like the old formula, which is monologue, maybe a sketch, guest one, guest two, band comedian, which kind of mm-hmm. seems like it died when Cohen stopped the show, because I'm pretty sure both Fallon and James Corden do a lot of games, and that with like the specific intent of going viral, which I get because that's how stuff works now. Yeah. And there's no point that I was trying to make. It's just weird to me. And I don't know how I didn't realize this before. Like, <laughs> like watching it this last time, all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit. And then when, once Cody made that comment, and I can tell it bugged him, too. <laughs> stuff's like that. Which it would, especially because he seems very, uh, like, the way he, like, adores Letterman, which sucks. But the way he adores Letterman and <laughs> and uh, Johnny Carson, who also mm-hmm. seemed like he sucked. But Yeah, but Letterman was Conan's Conan. Like, that generation of people and comedians yeah. they yeah. would tune into letterman in the 80s as we would to conan in the 90s exactly like, like how everyone that goes on conan's podcast talks about conan i yeah. watched you when i was yeah <laughs> because like uh, i don't know like there's definitely a a dearth of like no one's 
tuning into the fucking Tonight Show now to watch Jimmy Fallon. Like, no one gives a fuck. Nope. It's about production and writing and games and, like, as you said, like, viral stuff. Yeah. Um, and nobody, actually, nobody fucking likes James Corden, like, or Gordon or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, people James fucking Corden, hate them. I, I like, don't mind people, him anymore. Just I've, from watching so many of these. It's it's I don't mind him, but yeah. but you don't anyway, tune in to watch that, you know. Like uh, I think Conan and I never watched a lot of Craig Ferguson, but people fucking love that guy. Yeah, he was I, he was good. I yeah. feel like those were the two like like you know back in the day, be like oh let's watch let's watch the Carson as old people would say like let's watch the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, let's watch the Carson or let's watch Letterman or let's watch Conan. Those weren't the names of the shows. You know, these were just the guys they run, and you wanted to watch those guys. And now it's like no one's like, Let me, let's watch the Fallon, or you know, like <laughs> let's watch the court. Like nobody gives a fuck about exactly. those particular people. Right. They're 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 the uh, they're the bread to the sandwich. Yeah, you know, no they, one's like, I want a I want a brioche sandwich. No one says I want. I mean, brioche is bomb as fuck, but no one says like I want a brioche sandwich. They want a fucking turkey sandwich. Like yeah. Conan and Letterman and Ferguson were like the turkey or the roast beef and everything. And everything else is kind of the bread. Now those guys and I mean, they're white. So they're the fucking white bread. And like <laughs> the other stuff that happens are like the meat now. So, well, yeah, like it's like tuning in to see the games. It's basically watching trying to watch a celebrity like make a fool of themselves. Or like nostalgia shit, which is I, one thing that I fucking hate about Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> it's just feeding off nostalgia stuff, getting like people to like do stuff, which uh, again is stupid because I also was digging when he, they did the Save by the Bell thing. I was like, that's cool. Like until Jimmy Fallon had to insert himself into the sketch. And I was like, <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, like I said, there's no point I was trying to make. But having said that, let's move away from Jim, Jimmy Kimmel for a minute and check out Linda <laughs> Hamilton. So, yeah. So uh, this is... Uh, Arnold and Linda Hamilton being interviewed for Entertainment Tonight with Linda Hamilton talking about coming back into the role after almost 30 years. I've been hearing from everybody that you set the tone on set, Linda, that you were this leader and that they all looked up to you and and your work ethic and what you brought to the character. Uh, How fun was it and also how hard was it for you to come back and do this movie? Well, I think people are being very kind to say (laughs) that I set the tone. Um, And it was probably... You did. They all just got so excited when the, you guys came in The here. ladies are yeah. fantastic. Um, and I don't think I had anything to add to their performances. They stood alone and they stood strong. They were um, so prepared. McKen- I watched Mackenzie work. You know, we went to gun camp together in Texas. <laughs> and, and I was actually feeling a little, um, when we were in Texas, I was just like, oh, I am just never going to be able to not compete with that, but to even match that. And you know, she just had so many skills and she could do a magazine change with her weapon and a little flip and you know, all in one motion and I'm struggling with my tiny hands to, and then to unlearn what I had learned in 90s, in the early 90s, because we don't handle weapons this way anymore. It's now this and so the more comfortable. Okay, that's the whole reason that I played this. I'll let it play, (laughs) like I'll let it play in a second, but like, Okay, I'm gonna let it finish, and then I have a question about about that. Where she's talking about how they handle the guns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I became with the uh, became with the weapons. The more my uh, muscle memory would make me do the wrong thing, and it was frustrating. So I was I was alarmed, but um, 
Certainly when I show up on set, I'm just all in. And um, they are too, by the way. So they're just being kind to me. But we did, I think, the fact that the three of us were so committed and really fierce women and very good actresses. Um, if one of us had been a weak link, it all would have tumbled down, you know, but we <laughs> really elevated each other every day. And they elevated me as much as I elevated them. That's for sure. So she can put- Okay, okay, so anyway. First of all, the gun thing, which, uh -huh. which just weirded me out. Like, so she was mentioning carrying guns differently. Like she was mentioning uh, what she did was she put her hand under. Okay, so she so she she had her hand under the like under the gun, like holding it. Yeah, yeah. So like, you've never seen that in like cop movies. Yeah, where they have. Yeah. Or you're not supposed to hold it like that anymore. No. I guess. Yeah. I, I guess that's what she's saying. I I always understood you put your non-dominant hand under your dominant hand. I didn't know you, about you this. Don't, other... You don't do that anymore. Apparently, I guess not. Yeah. Okay. I just thought maybe I I I, oh, I knew once I typed the question, I was like, these fucking dorks aren't gonna know about guns. They're not men. Yeah. What the? Yeah. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? God. We need to get some men on this podcast. This is sad. The No Schwarzenegger <laughs> podcast doesn't know how. Uh... Fuck. You know what? Guns are fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I agree. That's why I don't know about it. I've They're, held a gun like, twice in my life. I peed my pants both times. Yeah. <laughs> I've shot plenty of guns, but this gun culture, like, guns are cool and, like, you're badass because you hold a gun. And, it, like, no, it's fucking dumb. Fuck guns and fuck you. I don't care who's listening. Fuck you. If you're, like, all into super guns and gun makes you cool and tough. It doesn't make you cool. It doesn't make you tough. You just have, like, a weapon of fucking destruction in your hand. And all this bullshit about, like, oh, like, if they had a good guy with a gun there, it would have stopped the bad guy. But how about if the bad guy didn't have a gun? Like, oh, knives can still kill people. But, yeah, you know how hard it is to fucking knife, like, three people? I've tried. I'm a Raiders fan. It's very <laughs> difficult to knife multiple people. But guns are fucking dumb. And just because you carry one doesn't make you tough. In fact, that is the opposite of making you tough. Because you need something of, like, mass power in order to fucking complement you and your body. Guns are stupid, and if you think guns are super cool, then are dumb. Then again, firing guns are pretty cool, so. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I, I think guns are, like, cool. Like, you feel cooler when you have one. Yeah, you, no, you, yeah. It's, shooting, it's... shooting someone, I'm sure, is super cool. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have this idea of, like... Wearing sunglasses and listening to rap music are like the same thing because it makes you feel way cooler than you actually are. Yeah. I think some people have this idea of like guns are the same thing. Like you have a gun, which makes you like much cooler than you actually are. But in reality, it just makes you kind of a fucking douchebag. Like to actually like carry and be really into guns. Like shooting a gun occasionally is is fun. But for the most part, guns are fucking dumb. Guns mm -hmm. are dumb. Hmm? Yeah. And you're a fucking loser if you're, like, super into guns. Mm -hmm. So, suck my balls. And if you want to come <laughs> at me with a gun, come at me with a gun, and that will just go and prove my fucking point. That you're a fucking jabroni with your stupid guns. However, <laughs> guns in movies are awesome. So, I really That's like true. that. That's why we That's made true. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the Arms Schwarzenegger podcast is anti-gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anti-gun. I'm very anti-violence. Like any real violence that I see, like any sort of fight or anything, just disgust me. But any sort of fake violence or gore, I am all about that. And I don't know why. It's not just like <laughs> it's not just like me like 
having a moral obligation or like morally opposed anything. It's just like when I watch like real violence, it just makes me feel gross. But when I watch fake violence, it makes me feel great. <laughs> real violence is gross. Like it is there's a huge fucking difference between what happens on the movie. Like movie violence looks cool because there's a whole team of people trying to make it look cool. Yeah. And it's not real. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm also uh, anti-violence, but it's mostly because I'm a pussy. Please, <laughs> and please don't hit me. If you, yeah. if you if you actually know what we look like and see us, Joe's user is own. If if you disagree and want to hit me, <laughs> um, if you want to if you want to come come and like agree like with I don't know, just don't hit me, please. Because uh, <laughs> I I will cry. Yeah, I, like I figured that's a defense mechanism. I'm not going to fight back. I mean, I try, but like if if I if it's a big guy and he like he's like threatening me, I, do you think he would still do it if he like played like a like basically like a dog that turns over and put on his belly and then it's like no don't like please please like <laughs> that's basically what I do like like let's say you like took your pants off and sh- like look at my wiener dude it's not even worth it look at my wiener like, I, oh my god I was and about then, like, to say to you start taking that... your clothes off and like oh my god dude I was just about to say that the ultimate diffusion diffusion is somebody's like ready to fight or beat the shit out of you be like let's go bro and rip off your shirt then your pants then your underwear <laughs> I guarantee you no one is gonna fight you after that. <laughs> They're going to be like, what (laughs) the fuck? I don't know what is going on. I like not even the mood to fight anymore. Because that guy's homophobia (laughs) is probably way worse than his rage. (laughs) Very true. Uh, Anyway. Speaking about all this. um, Okay. So we're like three straight dudes. We're not. And Uh, we're also white. Yes. I'm not white. Hey, ain't no part of me white. You got no white? No. No, oh. you don't have any white either. You're like, yeah, he yeah, does. Do. Yeah, he does. Yeah. My dad's very honky. Yeah. Um, well, okay. My dad's the whitest parent out of all of ours. True. So, but he's also very brown. So, yeah, but Chris is actually white. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, continue. Okay. So, we're three straight dudes making a podcast about Arnold movies. We are not like the bastion of um He's also a super rights. white straight dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not the yes, we're not the bastion of uh you know feminism or, or anything. Uh and also the idea of like, you know, feminism is when women take manly qualities and like shoot guns and shit. And it's also whatever. I'm not gonna say it's good or bad. I don't fucking know. Like I said, I'm just a fucking straight dude. However, uh, when it comes to OG, like, badass women, um, you have, like, Ripley, mm-hmm. and um, we have Lynn Hamilton yeah, in Terminator 2. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. she is, like, the OG. She's, like, the OG when it comes to that shit. So, um, definitely I, one of the better written, like, best written female, strong female characters. Exactly. Uh, and I just want to be on the fly on the wall of like these other women that were in this movie, like being able to be the gun toting, like kick ass women and like working with Linda Hamilton and not just Linda Hamilton, but Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor and just see it. And you know, she talks about this, like she doesn't, you know, these women are like, all know more about guns and shit than her, but just that kind of dichotomy interests me. So, uh, 
Which we'll, we will, I'm assuming, get into because like, part of my problem with this is the way one of the characters are written. But it's only one of the characters that were the ones that are, I, I think, fine. But, and it's just, a, it's one of the, it's, anyway. Uh, okay, so, uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, so this next one is Arnold and Linda again, but this time on the Graham Norton show, which is a British late night talk show, which is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very uh, I would, I would put, Graham Norton up there. Uh, so yeah, he he's a he's a good he's more traditional tra- uh, the tra- traditional style which we were talking about, like basically playing the straight man to the guest, who you basically when you're doing that you try your damnness to make look good slash funny and don't just sit there laughing in your hands like a fucking phone like stone fourteen year old. <laughs> Fallon, <laughs> cough. Um, but uh, <laughs> any, any shots I can take, apparently. Anyhow, Jesus. Graham Norton uh, asked Linda <laughs> Hamilton what it was like having a twin sister, and she tells a. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say interesting story. So the link's on there already. Yeah, okay. and Fallon, if you're listening, first of all, thank you. Second of all, <laughs> if you have any rebuttal or anybody that works on the show, come on our show and like let's talk about this. Also mention it on on. And, uh, Tweet about it, yeah, and tweet about <laughs> it, and you know, Instagram, and just get her name out there. Yes, exactly. Uh, Linda, you had that really specific thing growing up. You were a twin. I was. And now we've had male twins on the show talking about how they kind of mess around with girlfriends and da 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 da. And I'm delighted to know that female twins do the same thing to boys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we we played games and kept it interesting as much as possible. Um, you know, had boyfriends that could only tell us apart by our jewelry, so we'd slip well, into the bathroom. My mind wonders. <laughs> and we would slip into the bathroom, trade jewelry, come out and visit with our other boyfriend. <gasps> each because Barney, didn't you, or, were, did you, did you meet Leslie? Did you get confused with Leslie? Just once. I didn't know no, as a, as a matter of fact, her sister Leslie. was on a set. Mm. Our set. Our set, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we did a scene together because there was a scene where she actually lifted out the cylinder out of my head, and uh, which was kind of the energizer. And uh, it was a scene that was supposed to be in a mirror. And so the sister played the other woman and they looked absolutely identical it was like so real that it was actually like a, it looked like a, a mirror image yeah, yeah. and they had to kind of coordinate how they make the moves and all that stuff so it looks like a mirror image it was like really amazing mm-hmm. of having a, a sister that looks exactly like you. right yeah. but arnold didn't know she was on board until you know we were in the trailer <clears throat> and he was just kind of up behind her <laughs> and close and and then he looked over and saw me. <laughs> That's my sister. You don't know that. I was not so lucky because my twin brother, <laughs> Annie DeVito. It's a little bit easier for her to identify us. Because <laughs> only our mother can tell us apart. Again with the lines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, speaking of late night talk shows, uh, I've always wondered about this because all late night talk shows have 
when we're looking at them as a viewer, the host on the right and the guests on the left, but the Graham Norton show does it the other way. Is that because like they drive on the other side <laughs> of the street in Britain? Or no, but seriously, that's like I've always wondered why a talk show didn't try that. Like have Switching. the host with Wait, the Wait, doesn't Corden do that? I don't well he is British. Oh, but he's about, British. Yeah. I, does he? I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't I'm, fucking. I've never yeah. seen this show. I actually do think Corden is on the left side, and and the guests are on the right. Oh, well, he's also British, so I also fucking. like how Graham Norton brings everybody out at the same time. It's kind of nice. I think it makes everyone more comfortable, and like just the the energy is way better in all the interviews. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah, that story was uh, uh, okay. <laughs> this the, 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 the switching <laughs> the switching the boyfriend's thing. I was like, eh, interesting. Interesting, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, moving on, go back to Kimmel with uh, Natalia Reyes, who plays Danny in the movie, telling Jimmy a story about Arnold at Comic-Con, but first coming out in probably the best-looking Arnold mask I've ever seen. Please welcome Natalia Reyes. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, whoa. That thing is, I'm pretty sure that's what they used for the movie. Holy shit. But, that like, is it is Arnold realistic mask. as fuck. Like, it's freaking me out because her head is way too fucking big like or her her head is too small for the mask is too big for her like body basically yeah for her body which whoa okay so for the listeners at home um <laughs> is the halloween themed episode yeah well, uh, I, and I completely forgot to mention that jimmy, yeah. jimmy uh, kimmel's dressed jimmy kimmel's really, dressed as a damn Pe- a giant uh, orange thumb? a circus peanut no yeah. it's a circus peanut yeah yeah okay yeah so she came out in like address but an arnold mask that looks realistic as fuck just yes. a ridiculously realistic arnold mask. like the arnold with his half his face torn off and the terminator showing yes up. but the terminator dark fate arnold yeah so the older one i th- i think i think part Damn. of it is the fact that uh the the eye that's um like his human eye is yeah it's very small so yeah, the hole is it meets up right with her eye. Yeah, so, so it's like, but then yeah. like if if it, if they actually like colored the other eye, it'd probably look like it would look really good. Yeah. So okay, so the last thing with her, real quick, is to skip forward a little bit and check her doing her Arnold impression, which just kind of made me laugh. Yeah. Are you going to like a Halloween party or participating? You're dressing up or anything uh, after this? Well, uh, I have. Are you going to wear that? Around? I mean, I'm wearing this that, for sure tonight. Awesome. Yeah, I think absolutely. People will be- scared yeah put that on for one more second would you mind i will yeah put that on and, and um <laughs> do you do arnold at all do you do an imitation of him i'm not great at it okay well <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic to be here jimmy that's pretty good that's not bad at all <laughs> i like how she's got his like uh a part of it down, but she can't. Yeah, do she's th- got like the the cadence and stuff down, yeah. but like she's not doing really an Austrian accent. No accent whatsoever, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like if I went to a Halloween party with my wife, and then she rolled up, and then also wearing that mask, I would <laughs> slightly question for a second, be like, "Oh shit!" Like I would leave my wife for this, <laughs> but like for like half a second, be like, "No, nah, fuck that." But she's. But only if she keeps the mask on all the time. <laughs> exactly. She's really hot and wearing a Terminator mask. And uh, I mean, I'm sure if it was Arnold too, you'd still. Well, that's a given. Okay. Like, we, yeah. Um, There's no question about that. Yeah, we don't have to like that's we ain't got to bring it up. 
Like I'm not I'm even the dudes, but you know, like whatever. We're still with uh, still in Jimmy Kimmel this time when Arnold appeared on the show, and I like how you can always tell which host Arnold likes or or gets along with slash considers his friend because he is on Kimmel uh, Kimmel's show quite a bit. Like hmm. he was on there recently, as opposed to like the '90s and the 2000s or whatever when he was pretty much like exclusively on Leno's Tonight Show hmm. because they're friends. Yeah. So, uh, which is, again, is just like another dig at Jimmy Kim or Jimmy Fallon. But anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so this first part is him talking to Jimmy about the fires that I uh, mentioned earlier and that what he did with his animals. So I'm very impressed that you're here because you had to be evacuated from your home last night, correct? Yeah, but that's nothing for an action hero. Come on. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's a piece of cake. I mean, I'm a positive person. I tell you that uh, I'm happy that my house hasn't burned down. Yet. I am sure you are. Yeah, and I'm sure you too. You have evacuated. No, no, I wasn't. Ev- my brother was, but I, I live in a different part of town. Oh. Yeah. yeah so are you disappointed? Yeah, I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed now. I was not evacuated. I just drove in regular. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, you have a lot of animals, right? Yeah, I have a pony, a miniature pony. I have uh, two dogs. Uh, yeah, there's... A lot of activity up there. What do you do with the pony? You throw that in the trunk, or how does that go? Uh, do you ride the pony out? Uh, <laughs> we uh, send it to a sleeping camp. I see. Uh, overnight sleeping camp. <laughs> yeah. Sleep away camp. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sleeping camp doesn't sound so good, but yeah. No? <laughs> well, it's, you know, you put a dog to sleep, uh, you don't really... No. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make it clear, you did not... <laughs> You did not euthanize your pony. I've only been in America for 51 years. So I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yes, how is it possible that your accent has not subsided even to the slightest <laughs> degree? You maintain this accent. How can that be? I think it has something to do that I'm hanging out with Sly every so often. Sly Stallone? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I do want to ask you something about Sly, but I want to ask you a couple more things about these fires because you were going... Okay. I'm going to actually... Uh, we're going to skip forward and check out his uh, Stallone story because it's pretty good. And have you okay. have you guys... Do you guys... Either of you guys know what he might be talking about coming up? No. Okay, nope. cool. That makes it way better. You mentioned Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you a story I heard about Sylvester Stallone. You, is it true that you tricked Sylvester Stallone, who is, uh, is he a friend <laughs> and a rival or just a rival? No, no, in the, in the 80s, he was just a rival. Just a rival. Just, it was just competition. It was all about who is uh, making bigger movies, who has uh, uh, more definition in their muscles, mm-hmm. who has more box office success, who kills more people, uh-huh. <laughs> who kills people more creatively. <laughs> Who has bigger knives? Who has bigger guns? And the end, I started running around with machine guns that were only used for helicopters, mounting on helicopters or tanks. It was crazy. It was all out war. It was all out war. So the story goes that you somehow tricked him into making a very bad movie. Is that true? Yes, but it's part of the... (laughs) How in the world? How did you manage to do that? How did you pull that off? Well, because they came to me because they, uh, Hollywood knew that I was <laughs> wanting to get out of t- just doing action movies and do comedies. That's why I did then Twins and Kindergarten Cop and movies right. like that. Uh, thank you. But so they came to me with this other movie, and uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, Stop or My Mother Stop Will or Shoot. Stop or My Mother Will Shoot, exactly. <laughs> That's right. And so I read the script, and it was a busy. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I said to myself, I'm not going to do this movie. So then they went to Sly, and uh, then Sly called me and he says, hey, have they ever talked to him to you about this movie? And I said, yeah. I said, I was thinking about doing it. Said, this, this is a really brilliant idea, this movie. And so when he heard that, because he was in competition, he immediately called him and says, look, Whatever it takes, I do the movie. <laughs> so we did the movie. Wow. Of course, the movie went major into the toilet. <laughs> I'm happy you looked at that, too. I'm so happy about it. Okay. Uh, First of all, like, the crowd fucking loves him. Even, this was, oh, yeah. what, three years ago? And his, his like, when he comes out, they, whoops. When he, he comes out, they go nuts. Like, yeah. it's, it's, which is great. And he's. It's, yeah, he's one of those people that you actually have to wait for the audience to settle down before they can start talking, which is yeah. not everybody anymore. Yeah, um, especially when you see his co-stars, which again they're not as faint, like nowhere as famous, but sure. still, like it's just I, I think it's just uh, that whole charisma thing. He's just a better interview too than mm-hmm. where uh, he I don't know he knows that anyway. It's just me gushing now apparently. But uh, <laughs> so okay, so he also tells an, a great. OJ story about the original Terminator that I'm sure that we're definitely going to check out when we uh, do that movie because I got to save some for that. But it's a story that I'm sure we both know how OJ was originally chosen for the role or mm-hmm. considered for the role. But just the way he tells it is is great. <laughs> so uh, it's 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 good. But anyhow, so okay, the next one has nothing to do with the movie and it's actually the thing that I texted you both about to see if you'd heard about. And it's an incident that happened in 2019 in South Africa at one of his competitions, like his uh um. Like athletic competitions for kids. It's like kind of like a, yeah. a mini Olympics sort of thing. A bunch of different competitions. But anyway. I do so, know this um, story, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Joe, you you know what what kind of happened, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway. So uh, yeah. So I found a new story covering it. That's a couple minutes long, but we'll check it out because they explain it quicker and way better than I'm going to be able to. So, uh. Stunning video out of South Africa tonight that shows a man drop kicking former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. But like his iconic character, the Terminator, Schwarzenegger proves once again that at 71, he really is superhuman. CBS News Tom Wade is here to show us this bizarre incident. Tom. Yes, yeah, reading one, when you see this video, it's mm-hmm. pretty shocking what happens to him. And of course, his recovery is really impressive as well. It's jarring and dramatic. And if you wondered if the former governor is showing his age, think again. He's still got it. Judges ready. Jumpers ready. Cell phone video shows Arnold Schwarzenegger taking photos and talking to fans when out of nowhere there's this shocking moment. Someone drop kicks the former governor and Terminator star. This happened in Johannesburg, South Africa at the annual Arnold Classic Africa. The ambush gave Schwarzenegger absolutely no time to defend himself. Here's another angle of the bizarre attack. At 71 and in incredible shape, he didn't even fall over. Pause it real quick. The, the, the angle, the, the first angle that you see it from, he looks like he falls, yeah. like gets pushed and falls the fucking down. Yeah, yeah. But, he really looks like he's going to fly into the... Like whoever's like, talking towards to. a camera, yeah. yeah. But then you see from the other angle, and he, it, the guy barely bunches <laughs> yeah. him. Like he, yeah, he barely moves. <laughs> yeah, like the guy runs into him and gives him like a full like like Street Fighter kick, and he yeah. barely moves forward. Which I was like, <laughs> I, at first I felt bad because I was like, oh poor Arnold. But then I saw the other one. I'm like, oh fuck that guy. Like he yeah. barely moved. 
fucking moron. After the governor had a second to collect his thoughts, he tweeted, Thanks for your concerns, but there is nothing to worry about. I thought I was just jostled by the crowd, which happens a lot. I only realized I was kicked when I saw the video like all of you. I'm just glad the idiot didn't interrupt my Snapchat. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part. Event organizers said the guy who created the spectacle was arrested and that he is known to police for orchestrating similar incidents in the past. They also said Mr. Schwarzenegger is fine and still in good spirits. He still carried on with the activities as planned and is fully taking this in stride. And Schwarzenegger also tweeted that he hopes people pay more attention to the event and the incredible athletes and less attention to the person who kicked He him. also mentioned something like he because uh, he kept like live streaming on Snapchat uh, uh-huh. through the, the uh, events. And he was doing one of uh, a girl's karate, and he's like, thank God that these girls didn't kick me, because it probably hurt more than the guy that did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was just, it was funny. But, uh, 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 that's... so basically, the guy gets, or uh, guy kicks him, and the guy begins yelling. You can't hear it in that one. Uh-huh. Uh, but you can hear it in the original. The, he, you can hear him in the background after security gets him, just yelling like, help me, I need a Lamborghini, repeatedly, over and over again. Jesus. Help me, I need a Lamborghini, Lamborghini. And I'm like, really? Like when I was watching, I'm like hoping security pulled like a Simpson situation after Homer sneaks on stage at the YouTube concert, and like, <laughs> don't worry, he'll get the help he needs. <laughs> yeah. just, like, just pounding him in the back. <laughs> the man's talking about Lamborghinis. In the name so affects of love. <laughs> that affects the whole damn planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just punching him. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, real quick on the last thing, you totally like, cut this out, but um. One of the reporters on the show was Tom Waite. I noted that. Okay, so you've seen like Alien and Aliens, and like Aliens <laughs> is a sequel. Do you think Tom Waite was the original and Tom Waits, the singer songwriter? Yeah, it was, it was when James Cameron yeah. came over. <laughs> He's like, ooh, like this yeah, Tom Waite is pretty good, but I think I can do better. Yeah. Let's make Tom Waits. I get what you're going for here with Tom Waits, but Tom Waits could be so much more. Yeah. And then there's Tom Tom Waits 3, like Resurrection, and I was like, mm, <laughs> no. That's no. Like, we don't. Okay, so what? Uh, <laughs> all right, well, all right. Since we're transitioning, I'm going to use the Okay, go ahead. Also, this movie's way better than, than Genesis. Yes. By a lot, and some of the stuff. Uh, in oh oh, <laughs> I'm gonna leave this part in and just not let Joe argue. <laughs> but yes, this movie is way better than Genesis. And hearing James Cameron talk about, I'm not. Uh, we're gonna go through this in the trivia too. But hearing James Cameron talk about it, he did not like Genesis. Like oh, really, because he's, he's making fun of it, but he's doing yeah. it in a subtle enough way to where you're like, okay, well, well, yeah, he's trying. But but yeah, you can definitely tell he's like, uh, that, that sucked, that sucked, that sucked. Yeah. But uh, one thing I was going to mention before we watch this uh, that I forgot to mention when we were watching Linda Hamilton is you can definitely tell that she does not like James Cameron. Oh, really? Just the way some of the comments that she makes. And huh. yeah, she doesn't seem maybe, maybe. It's, well, maybe I mean, they were married. Much. Yeah, so. exactly. And I don't like any of my ex-wives. ex-wives. <laughs> I also don't dislike him because I don't have any ex-wives. But. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense to me. So that's it for the promo material. Uh, and that wasn't all of it either. I left some stuff out, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, which we'll get like to the rest. We'll get to the rest in due time. But yeah, uh, anything else to mention before we get signing off? Uh, not really. I would just say like all this, all this fucking like uh, 
promo stuff that you found just kind of proves how much they must have spent on the marketing for this fucking movie. That's a great point. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I, I remember when this movie was coming out, that trailer was inescapable. Like, that trailer was fucking everywhere. It was on every single movie I went to see that year. It was on TV constantly. I got so tired of that trailer. Yeah, and it's weird movie. because, I mean, I'm me. Uh, no way to escape it. Um, big Terminator fan. Wait, expand on that. Well, <laughs> so, okay, if you want to get metaphysical about it, like, we're all the same. We're all just atoms floating about, and somehow I'm in my carbon form, and I have thoughts, but every seven years, everything inside me regenerates. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes sense, like, what I'm saying, but it, like, in the metaphysical way, it doesn't make any sense. Like, how am I the same person? It's a, sh- it's a ship of, uh... Theseus. Thank you. Where if you replace every part, it's still the same ship, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If every seven years, all my atoms and cells are not the same as they were before, am I still the same person? Mm-hmm. So, regardless of all that, I am wow. still <laughs> myself, I guess. Uh... And I'm obviously a big Terminator fan. I went and created this podcast with my friends. All right, some dudes I know. Um, it's called <laughs> See You at the Potty Richter. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's like a comedy movie critique podcast. Um, but Terminator 1 and 2 are my favorite movies. And that trailer was everywhere. And even then, I still didn't... Like, I wanted to watch it in theaters, but I didn't make the effort to do it. Um Neither did I, I ended up, even mm-hmm. though Erica says otherwise, but yes. Yeah, I ended up watching it like later. I think yeah. I bought it on YouTube when it was like on sale for ten dollars. But um and I was I'm watching it for the first time for this podcast. Like yeah. yeah. Aside from Terminator One, when I was less than a year old, this is the first Terminator I didn't watch in theaters. And uh yeah, I don't know. I think it just kind of lost some of its luster. So when old school fans like me are not really caring to go watch it in theaters um how are like others like gonna like gonna give a yeah, shit that's true how are you gonna grab a new new audience wait nudie yeah. Ooh. yep how are you gonna grab the new yeah, yeah, I, was... I, I was looking down at my phone for a second and you said nudie i was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> that is a type of pasta actually nudie pasta udi yeah um but yeah i mean like if they if no, I'm serious. That wasn't sure. No, but, I know. I, I just, I, I like to think that you just don't know how to pronounce noodle. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just have a pasta, bro. N-O-O-D-L-E. Noodle. I, I just, I just thought Come it was like, on. like an, a pasta that just shakes, like the noodles just shaking, like, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing the New York, New York song, but that's the wrong song. I believe that is the Springfield, Springfield song. Oh, sorry. Springfield, Springfield song, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, if you can't get me hard, yes. <laughs> well, From a Terminator you, movie, <laughs> yeah. or just in <laughs> general, you have a lot of work to do. Because I mean, I may be in my late thirties, but that dong is of a sixteen-year-old in more ways than one, unfortunately. Um, all of them strictly legal. All yes. of them strictly yes. legal. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But the proponent of boners and the quick release. <laughs> Get the party reached up!